Todd Bowles' seat is about as hot as they come. Is there any way for him to save it? That and more on today's episode of Locked On Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this WTSP Wednesday episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow along on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JRCO underscore Bucks. He is Evan Klosky at E Klosky. WTSP. I am the deputy editor of SBNationsBucksNation.com. And of course, you can catch Evan on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10 Tampa Bay.com. Locked on Bucks is here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, we want to share our appreciation for your continued support of the show. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price, Garen. We are talking about whether or not the defense can bounce back. And of course, Evan is going to lay out his predictions for this week's game against the Titans. That is coming up later. But we have to start with what is easily the top story in Buccaneers world this week. And Buccaneers fans are fuming at head coach Todd Bowles. And at this point, it's really hard to blame them. Four straight losses out of the bye. And for a while, Evan, you and I were talking about how this is can you know you can point the finger to the offense that the offense is a big reason why they are struggling well now the defense could not look worse after their performance on sunday 470 yards and five touchdowns allowed to cj stroud including 75 yard drive and 40 seconds for the game winning score in the history the history of the buccaneers franchise they have lost one game where they scored 37 points or more and that was to the Miami Dolphins in October of 1985. For those keeping score, I was four months old when that game happened. They lost that one 41 to 38. They had won 35 consecutive games when scoring 37 or more points up until Sunday's loss. So you have unforced errors. You have constant pre-snap penalties. You have big money players like Devin White and Carlton Davis being huge liabilities is there anything that Todd Bowles can do right now to save his job? Yeah, they're going to have to finish strong, right? They're going to have to make a push for a playoff spot. You're going to have to prove that this first half of the year you were dealing with bumps and bruises and growing pains and that in the second half of the year you adjusted, you figured things out, you found the identity of this team, and you want to buy into that for next year. So – uh, I don't want to say that Bowles is for sure gone, but it does smell like the beginning of the end. And for the longest time, um, I I stood in Todd Bowles' corner. I've, I've adamantly believed that last year he was given up a, a bad hand. Didn't mm-hmm. get the hand. He didn't get to hire any of his coaches. Um, was forced into that situation with all the Brady and Bruce and whatever stuff that we've gotten into in the past. 
Um, then he got out of this season and he got to hire all his people, got to make a few more decisions in the roster. But my defense of him always has been, if you fire Bowles, what is going to happen to your defense? And the defense has been the backbone of this team. But they are regressing, like, horrifically. They've given up 380 yards to the Lions, 401, I think, to the Falcons, like 427 to the Bills, 496 to the Texans. Uh, and and C.J. Stroud made you look stupid. Now, don't don't get me wrong. Stroud is an excellent rookie quarterback. He is. So much so that James is willing to eat crow on his uh, – pre-draft evaluation and say that an Ohio state quarterback actually might be good in the national football league. Um, So, so we can agree there, but there's no reason why any quarterback, I don't care who it is, unless it's Tom Brady should go 75 yards and 40 seconds on you. Carlton Davis looked, um, played his worst game ever. And um, if, if, if this is what the defense looks like um, under him when he's been here since 2019 and you have the majority of the players on the backside outside of obviously there's a huge issue at the other safety position, uh, so much so that Ryan Neal was pulled. Um, we still believe that Devin White is playing hurt, which I'm sure limits them to an extent. Um, and they get no pressure up, up front in the trenches uh, you know, Cansey and, and Veya can only do so much, uh, especially when you're only rushing four. They're not good enough to create any, any sort of pressure. So this, my belief is um, Todd Bowles does not believe he has the horses to run his defense the way he wants to. And he essentially concedes and goes into zone. Uh, that's my feel for it, is that he goes into zone because he doesn't believe his guys are good enough to handle man more than just a change up and it's nothing against the secondary i think it's just the fact that if you don't get pressure you're giving the quarterback tons of time you're going to get blown up at some point like you just there's only so much time that you can cover people man to man before you get obliterated for an explosive but they they played man to man heavily in the first half and while cj stroud did well he did do very well um in that coverage they still only gave up 10 points Right. So when you switch to zone, you stop blitzing or I should say they blitzed a lot in the first half. Sorry. They blitzed a lot in the first half. Um, did well against the blitz, only gave up 10 points. Second half pretty much stopped blitzing altogether and it was worse. Um, so he pretty much had no answers. And getting back to your question, um, it's more likely than not that Bowles is not going to survive this season, uh, considering how bad the defense is tumbling. Uh, that to me, that's um, a huge red flag on um, what he's got cooking. And at this point, uh, crunching the numbers, this would go down as as the worst defensive season that Todd Bowles has ever had. He's had some stinkers um, with with the Cardinals at the tail end of it. Um, and that second year with the Cardinals was, was bad. And then he got hired by the jets the last two years with the jets. It wasn't great. Um, but you can explain maybe quarterback play for that. Um, 
this is this is just pathetic. Yeah, it was. That was one of the most infuriating games I've ever witnessed. Now, the first half of the game, my son and I are driving from Indiana back home with the game on my phone as we're driving. I wasn't watching. I was listening. He was watching. Phone was turned towards him. Safe driver. Uh, and after the third quarter was done, I looked at him. I said, get back in the car. We're just going to drive aimlessly on the highway and put the game back on the phone because apparently we are the bad luck. As soon as we walked in the door, they completely fell apart. Well, you know what? I'm not going to take that burden. This is this is on Carlton Davis. It's on Todd Bowles. It's on it's on a lot of people. It's not on Baker Mayfield, which I've tried to say over and over and over. But, you know, Baker haters are going to hate. And, and it is what it is. But something else that I said on my immediate reaction episode is that this season, believe it or not, is not over. But this weekend is a must win. And now the Tennessee Titans have made an official quarterback change for the rest of their season, which means the Bucs will once again face a rookie quarterback this week. Can the defense bounce back? That is next on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You may be in the market to find hockey tickets again when the Lightning come back to town since last week in Columbus. I don't know. They forgot that there was a third period. Or you would rather look into something that won't disappoint you, like tickets to see the Foo Fighters, Blake 182, or Hootie and the Blowfish next year. Either way, game time is the app to use for whatever event you would like to see. On top of the last-minute deals, Game Time also has flash deals and zone deals with easy-to-find tickets for every kind of event in your area. Plus, you can see the view from your seat that you're looking to buy so you know what to expect when you arrive. With Game Time's best price guarantee, if you find tickets in the same section in a row for the same event for less, they're going to give you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N N F L for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listener interview every single day. Football season is here, and Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Hosts Tanitra, Jarvis, and Kyle will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and more. Plus, get in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country, who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Four straight losses, and now returning to a place where they play worse than they do on the road, and by that I mean Raymond James Stadium, their own home, and they're going up against another rookie quarterback as well as, oh, I don't know, this guy named Derrick Henry. Will Levis looked good in his two games, much better than David and I expected as we talked about Levis in the uh, the pre-draft process. But you'd like to think that the Buccaneers' defense will be playing extremely angry, extremely motivated, 
looking to prove me and a lot of other people in the media wrong for how much we've criticized them over the last couple of days. With all of that said, Evan, against the Tennessee Titans at home on a four-game losing streak, can the defense bounce back? Can they? Sure. Will they? I'm skeptical. Uh, you know, they won't. I have a tough time believing they're going to be this bad. Um, but the, the, the damn, I've been saying it for a while that the defense has not been good and that they've been, the, a lot of the mistakes have been covered up because of turnovers, which they're exceptional at. Mm -hmm. And the fact that their points per game were a top 10 in the league. Um, so they were very opportunistic, but they give up a ton of yards. So I'm expecting once again, they're going to give up a chunk of yards. Now, if I'm the Titans, you know, I'm, I'm dialing up those deep shots that Levis was, was doing against the Falcons, right? Uh, screw it. But, you know, the Titans like to, to run the ball. That's something that, I mean, the Buccaneers, the Texans just gave up on the run game. And good for them. Like, you know, they're, they're proof that you don't have to run the ball to, to be successful, right? They, they, it wasn't working. They weren't going anywhere. And I think they got, what, seven yards or something? I, like, I mean, what did they get? Uh, to maybe 26 yards? It was, I mean, silly. Um, yeah, it, it was it was bad. I mean, and of course, they were without Damian Pierce, but even Damian Pierce hasn't been playing super well. Yeah, this they, sorry, they got 53 rushing yards on uh, 17 rushing attempts, 3.1 yards per rush, which isn't great. But then by juxtaposition, the Buccaneers had 31 rushing attempts for 81 yards, good for 2.6 yards per rush. Um, it seemed like it was better than that. It did seem like that because they finally got some good runs, but you know, maybe it was, it was Rashad was better than that, and then Keyshawn Vaughn and someone get Chase Edmonds a new pair of cleats, please. Anybody? Well, my thing is, uh, you know, uh, Keyshawn, uh, Chase Edmonds, I think got into that game late, and I was a little bit confused as to why, uh, you know, they weren't just running Rashad. Like, if Rashad can't can't play down the stretch like that, I mean, come on, like, but but Rashad is a is a is a bright spot. I. They, you know, they, they have to put pressure on Will Levis. But can they create enough pressure to rattle him? And the answer this entire year has been mostly no, right? Like, Cansey, who, who had a phenomenal game, Vita Veo, who stuffed the run, can only do so much on the interior. You need people, people to be feared. And I love Shaq Barrett. He had a couple of really good plays out there, almost forced to fumble, uh, which was recovered by Houston. Well, he did force a fumble. He almost, you know, almost got another turnover. He had a couple of really nice plays out there to generate pressure. Shaq Barrett is not a number one edge guy anymore. He's not. I would love Shaq to be your number two. I would love, I would love Joe Tryonchenka to be your number three. Um, but, but JTS, Shaq, Anthony Nelson, you know, uh, Yaya Diaby. These guys are not good enough to create consistent pressure and Bowles is forced to run extra man, men to blitz. And that compromises the back end because even when he does that, they still don't always get home. So they have a really, really big problem at creating pressure. So that's the key to the game. 
You want to win? You want the defense to improve? Finally, allow, get home like he did against the, the in the Bears game. Find a way to rattle the quarterback, and then you're going to see your back end be a lot more successful because you would think they can take more risk if they believe that their rush is going to get home, right? They can jump routes if they know that they're not worried about going, you know, that someone's going to go behind them because they know that their rush is going to get home and they're not going to have enough time. But I don't think the secondary believes that. And um, Bowles probably has to be more creative with, with how Antoine Winfield Jr. is on this, on this team. Um, I understand why he wants him to play center field. um, But, but I think, and I know that's what Antoine wants to do, but he's your best player. He needs to be around the ball more and shipping him 30 yards deep. Um, I don't know if that's the best solution the majority of the time. Sure, sometimes. But, um, yeah, I um, I know a lot of people have been looking at, like, draft stuff now, now that things mm-hmm. are going south. You will hear me be adamant unless they are get, like, a top three pick adamant that they should probably be going edge maybe brock bowers we can talk about it but mostly i think they have to go with the best edge guy in the draft because you can have if you if you get your quarterback that's whatever you need your quarterback on the defense and the edge people those are just as important as the quarterback position and to me baker is not going to lead you to a super bowl He's been he's been good enough for what you're paying him, and I think that long term you can probably find a plug and play guy uh, because the Bucks aren't where they are because of quarterback play. It hasn't helped them in some games, like the Lions game. He was terrible. I think a better quarterback maybe they're they're closer in that Detroit game, uh, but for the most part, I, I, I think it. I think a, a lot of the issues come down to not having any pressure uh, in the trenches. And and that dates back to last year. It's the same issues in different, in a different look. Yeah. And, and a lot of that is going to hinge on who's in charge a- at that point, you know, and, and we'll have plenty of time to get into, you know, potential coaching hires and, and free agency and draft and all that. But, you know, in, in looking at the edge guys, like, as you were talking, I brought up a list of, of, edge rushers that are going to be free agents. And I've taken a look and I'm like, well, you don't know whether to look at outside linebackers or defensive ends. You don't know if they're still going to be in a three, four defense next year. And and so a lot of it's going to play into that. But again, I I don't want to go too far ahead in that because as I've said, you know, the season is not, it's not out of the realm of possibility that the bucks are seven and seven come Christmas Eve against the Jacksonville Jaguars with still two more divisional games after that. But it starts and ends with this weekend against the Tennessee Titans. They lose to the Titans. Once again, we're talking coaching candidates and draft by Thanksgiving. So let's hear what Evan has to say about that Titans game. The predictions are coming up next here on Locked on Bucks. Did the game go to timeout? Time to order in with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That's ordering time. The two-minute warning, that's your cue to get ordering. Time to pull out your lucky jersey and order your favorite apps and snacks on DoorDash because football is coming again this weekend. 
Why would you root for your team on an empty stomach? That's just going to make you hangry, not just angry, but hangry. So go ahead and order on DoorDash and save on football watch party favorites. Order for whatever craving strikes you. Maybe you're in the mood for a Cuban sandwich and potato balls from Cuban Express. Maybe today is more of a shell seafood kind of day, or you're going to grab that traditional football food and get some wings from Shamrock's Ale House. All of your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery are on the app so you can shop everything that you need to get game ready. Get prepared before game day and stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all your tailgate gear on DoorDash, then get ready to watch your team win or maybe just play. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Don't forget to use code LOCKED23, L-O-C-K-E-D, Number two, number three, for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change, terms apply. Wrapping things up here on a WTSP Wednesday edition of Locked On Bucks podcast. And Evan, it's time to pull out the crystal ball. And you and I were talking before recording about your predictions last week and and your bold prediction was the defense was going to get five three and outs. And I was stunned to see that they got four. If you include the three-play drive to open the game that resulted in a forced fumble by Levante David and recovery by Antoine Winfield Jr., this defense, despite giving up 39 points, despite giving up you know 500 yards and, and five touchdowns and making C.J. Stroud look like the second coming of of – Peyton Manning and Tom Brady fused into one. This defense actually did get four three and outs, which which was incredible. But looking at the Titans, Will Levis, DeAndre Hopkins, Derrick Henry, what's your bold prediction for this one? Uh, my bold prediction is that they're going to hold Derrick Henry to less than 50 total yards, which has only been done once this season. So um, I have a lot of concerns about the defense, but I think that they can limit a team that wants to go ground and pound as much as Tennessee does. That's, that's bold. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I'm not sure if you're aware of the, the mythical wonder that is Derrick Henry. Yeah. If there is snowfall in Vermont on game day, Derrick Henry goes for over 100 yards and at least a touchdown every time. No idea what the correlation is between snowfall in Vermont and Derrick Henry. Is this real? This is real. This is a legitimate thing. I... Snowfall. I cannot believe I cannot believe this. Snowfall in Vermont means that Derrick Henry has a huge game. So, for your bold prediction to come true, everyone keep your eye on the forecast in Vermont. Now, I did a quick look beforehand and it looks like it's going to be in the 40s for most of the state. But this- this is ridiculous. It's insane, but it's science. This is how these things work. Oh, my God. Okay. 
then uh, you know what? That's the whole point of this bold, bold, bold city. That's right. You know, it's, there's something about there's a reason they call them the Yeti. All right. Who is going to be your player of the game? Uh, well, if they're going to do all this, Levante David is going to have to step up. He's been playing like it's 2013, more than 2023. 20, uh, Truly a remarkable figure. He, he missed a big tackle on a, on a third down, but he did force the fumble. He did have another day of double-digit tackles, which is now four straight weeks. He's carrying Devin White's water at this point, and he's <laughs> – you know, Levante's proven that he deserves the one hundred million dollar contract at the end of the season, not not uh, right. Devin. So, if you're going to have that type of performance, you're going to have to sniff out screens. You're going to have to attack your you know your gaps correctly, and and I just think that calls for a big game for Levante. You're going to have to try to get Will Levis to beat you, and in this game, I think you have to run man. You do. You got it. You got to run more man. If you can't, if you can't try to frazzle Will Levis um, and and trust that the guys behind you can do their job, um, eh, then pack it in. Yeah, but I, you know, I was kind of saying the same thing about C.J. Stroud last week that. You know, but C.J. Stroud his his numbers against the Blitz all year were also incredible um he was pretty much like him and him and baker were the only qbs in the league to throw five or more touchdowns no interceptions against the blitz his quarterback rating was like fourth best in the nfl against the blitz so yeah, that showed itself in the first half and i think Bowles backed off and in hindsight he should have just kept going back to the well and it might have might have provided maybe one last touchdown, but it's not like the other way would have, you know, it, like if you were going to get gashed, I would have liked to have seen it gashed in the same way that it was in the first half versus whatever tinkering you did in the second half, which was just flat out wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I had said numerous times that anybody that can make a rookie quarterback look like a rookie was was Todd Bowles, the way he draw things up now. Not not so sure, mm -hmm. but to, to you, your point about. Yeah about the Bucs needing to go, man, I mean, yeah, they have DeAndre Hopkins who had that huge explosive game that my son's theory was that they wore the Oilers uniforms. He thought he was back in Houston, and all of a sudden he remembered uh, that he was DeAndre Hopkins. But outside of that, you know, Traylon Burks, uh, Chris Moore, Kyle Phillips, I mean, these are not these are not guys that the Buccaneers should have problems what, with going man-on-man man against. That's what I'm saying. I mean, if you yeah. can't if you can't go man-on-man man against a team like this, um, I don't know. Like, if you can't go man on man against Nico Collins and Tank Dell, who, by the way, are fantastic players as well, but they're very yeah. young. And you know, I know you lost Jamel Dean, but not like Dean has impressed me at all this year anyway either. So, yeah. you know, to me, there's a. It seems like, seems like, by going zone, you are making your best cornerbacks um, disinterested no, or irrelevant. It, that it, too, it you know, um, and not to mention that teams are completely exposing that other safety every chance they get. Um, I'm assuming we won't. I'm assuming D. Delaney is going to get a lot of action this week. If you bench Ryan Neal, I don't see how you can go back to that well again. I think 
you either got to play him at what he's good at or just stop. Like, yeah, we, we've, we, you can't go square peg round hole. All right. Like know what he's good at. And then enough. All right. So Derek Henry under 50 yards, you know, Levante David player of the game, man on man defense. How do you see this game shaking out? What's your score prediction? Oh, I just see disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> I said last week that uh, I said last week on the blitz, you know, uh, I, I picked them and I think I said it to on here in, in similar fashion that I was picking the Buccaneers as my last stand. Like it was a must win week last week to really keep their playoff mojo, you know, in their hands, essentially. Now they still have a shot at the playoffs, but now they need help. Um, now you have to beat Atlanta and New Orleans, and then you got to hope that the Saints lose somewhere else, which I'm sure they will, but you're also going to lose somewhere else too. So, you know, now things are really out of your hands, and that's – they just have to prove to me that they can put it together again. Five uh, – four straight losses. I'm going 18-17 Titans in – a straight up rock fight. And and I do want to say this about the offense because they scored 37 points and we're all very excited about that. Uh, let's not forget they went three of 13 on third down. Mm-hmm. They also uh, only totaled 332 yards. They got fortuitous field position a couple of times. You know, certainly that, that early fumble helped. They got fortuitous field position. They converted on two fourth downs, but uh, the, the offense was not like, clicking on all cylinders by any means. So I'm still of the belief that the offense is going to struggle again. I just, I just don't know what the Titans have also in their arsenal, but uh, you know, I I think the defense has a better game, but I just, uh, I can't, I can't, I can't back them. I can't back this team right now. I'll, when they win a game, I'll research, I'll, I'll circle back, but Right now, we're at the point of me picking against the Buccaneers until they prove otherwise. Yeah, and, and can't blame you for that. I don't know, Bucks fans. You can you can hope that by time kickoff happens, uh, you know Robert Kraft will have fired Bill Belichick for losing over in I uh, I think they're playing in Germany or whatever. He already and got Mike, his contract extension. Mike Vrabel will be uh, mentally checked out knowing that he's about to become the coach of the New England Patriots. But that is going to do it for this episode. Coming up tomorrow, of course, it is the crossover episode. Locked on Bucks, Locked on Titans. You're not going to want to miss that. In the meantime, make sure you're checking out everything that Evan is doing on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10TampaBay.com. Check out my work over at BucksNation.com. Follow everything on Twitter at Locked on Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at Eklosky. WTSP. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 